The Tennessee Titans simply cannot trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll explain why on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland, Titans fans. Today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase of some tickets. We got a lot to discuss. It's a mailbag edition of the show. Should the Titans trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Who are the top free agent targets on defense? And when will the Titans open a new Super Bowl window? We're going to get into all of that. Before we do, thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. You're not going to beat that anywhere else. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the number one Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. As a reminder, next week will be our off-season roadmap week. I'm going to go through in-house free agents, cap casualties, how much salary cap space they should have, should be able to grade the coaching staff now that it could be fully assembled by the end of the weekend. Also going to do a mock free agency, a mock draft for all seven rounds. Make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes next week. Shout out to my everydayers. Tuning in Monday through Friday. Couldn't do it without you. Throw a thumbs up on the video. Show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. I am diving into your mailbag questions from YouTube. Before I do, though, the Titans have hired a quarterback coach. It's Bo Hardegree. He was the interim offensive coordinator for the Raiders last year after they fired Josh McDaniels. He had... Good work with Aiden O'Connell, who played some pretty good football and some surprised some people. Their points per game went up seven points per game. They dropped 60 on the Los Angeles Chargers. The turnovers were way down with Bo Hardegree as the offensive coordinator. Some people wanted Hardegree as the OC for the Titans, and they got him as quarterback coach, so excellent. But I'm diving into your questions now, and from AJ75, he says, should the Titans trade up for Marvin Harrison Jr.? And my answer is no. Look, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver prospect we have seen since Calvin Johnson. I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm a Buckeye, so I'm all about it. But the Titans do not have the draft capital available in this year's draft and next year's draft to make that kind of move. This team needs too much right now to make that kind of move up the board for a wide receiver. Also, there's no way that the Cardinals or the Patriots or the Chargers are going to let the Titans come up and do that. They're just going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. for themselves, which is what they should do. So I would be on board if it were possible, but I don't think that it is. Moving forward, a lot of you guys asked similar questions. I mean, I had 70 questions come in. Um, James Crenshaw, Brendan Smith, Eric H. Shout out to you guys. But a lot of the questions were about what the Titans should do in the draft. Wide receiver at seven. Offensive line in the second round because the Titans have Bill Callahan now. Should they focus on going wide receiver early and offensive line late? Also, what pairing would I like? Joe Alt, A.D. Mitchell, 
or Malik Neighbors and Patrick Paul. And look, guys, my answer is going to be the same throughout the draft process. I still favor the offensive line first. I am taking Joe Alt, other than Marvin Harrison Jr., I am taking Joe Alt over any player in the entire draft, period. So if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., which I don't think it's going to be, then I am taking Joe Alt with no questions asked. All right, if Joe Alt is off the board, then yeah, I go to Malik Neighbors as my number two. But I'm going with offensive line, number one, at number seven. There are a ton of good wide receivers in this draft. So even with Bill Callahan, I am still going offensive line with Joe Alt at number seven and then coming back and getting a wide receiver in round two. So I would favor Joe Alt and A.D. Mitchell over Malik Neighbors and Patrick Paul. I would still favor that combination. Now, if Joe Alt is, Joe Alt is off the board, I would take Malik Neighbors over Olu Fashanu. So that becomes a different conversation, but we'll keep, keep talking about the draft, obviously, as we get closer and closer to April. The next set of questions are all about Brock Bowers. I've talked about Brock Bowers so much. Um, but Bryson Childs, Arden Key, the real Arden Key, of course, Diego uh, Naranjo, uh, SXR, all ask Brock Bowers questions. One, would you take Brock Bowers in the second round? Uh, yeah, no questions asked. If they got Joe Alt and then Brock Bowers, sure, but that ain't happening. Brock Bowers has a better chance to go top five than he does second round. Uh, do you want Brock Bowers in a trade down? No, no trading down in the first round. No, not trading down. We need a blue chipper, not more depth. I would rather have one A than two Bs on this team. And then I was asked, Brock Bowers or Roma Dunze? I want Rome Adunze over Brock Bowers. Look, Brian Callahan, the head coach of the team, told you outside receivers are what's most important. And Roma Dunze is going to be a fantastic outside receiver. So I'm taking all of those guys over Brock Bowers. Uh, Pepperoni Meatball and Adam Smith. They also asked about trading down. Would you trade down for this? Would you? No, no trading down. No trading down in the first round. If they want to trade down in the second round to pick up more picks, that is what you do. But no trading down in the first round. They need to stick and pick at number seven and get a blue chipper. I said the same thing last year, and they ended up getting Skaronsky. So Jayhawk asked about uh, cornerbacks and centers that I like in the draft. Uh, I like Kamari Lassiter. I like Max Melton. I like Jarvis Brownlee at cornerback. Some guys who are kind of, of course, you got the top guys like uh, Tyrion Arnold and uh, Kenyon Mitchell. You know, there are, there are top guys, Kool-Aid McKinstry. But out of the guys in the second round or in the day three, day two rounds, those are the names that I like so far. At center, uh, Frazier, Cedric Van Praan, uh, Bo Limmer are guys that I like at center in the later rounds. In the draft, and there are a lot of senior bowl standouts there. Uh, Andre Lacusta asked about running backs on day three. I don't know about day three, uh, but Dylan Lube, uh, Frank Gore Jr., Ray Davis from Kentucky, Marshawn Lloyd from USC. Those are guys I like. And then the final one we got here is from Boren KD, and he asked about guys who I like for the Titans in the senior bowl. And I just mentioned a lot of them Jarvis Brownlee, um, Zach Frazier, Bo Limmer, uh, Dylan Lobb, Ray Davis, Marshawn Lloyd. I also really like Brendan Rice as a guy the Titans can probably have early on day three, uh, day two. Jacob Cowing could make some sense. Uh, Cam Kitchens at safety if they decide to go safety. So there's a ton of guys from the Senior Bowl that I really like, but just throwing out some quick names for you guys there. Those are the names that I'm interested in. Now we're going to transition from more draft-related questions to more free agency-related questions. And a lot of people are asking about options on defense. And I have some names 
that I really like. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you could still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. The offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of your first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy tickets. I got a Drake concert coming up next week. Bought my tickets on Game Time. It was excellent. You get flash deals, so you get good deals on tickets, especially last minute stuff. They give you an actual view from your seat so you know what your view is going to look like. It's absolutely fantastic. Can't beat that anywhere else. Also, they have all-in prices. I know you guys are like me. You go to buy tickets. It says it's a certain price. Go to checkout. All of a sudden, now it's $150, $200 or more because of fees. You're going to get all-in prices from GameTime. And they have the GameTime guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. And got a big deal from GameTime on the big game. Right now, all game time users can get 100% or 100%, $100 off a ticket to the the big game with code Vegas100. That's Vegas100, V-E-G-A-S 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, just use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Titans fans, let's continue today's mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Answered some great questions about the draft to start. Now I want to dive into some questions about free agency. You guys just absolutely killed it out there. I was expecting to get, you know, 10, 20 questions. I got like 70 questions. So trying to combine some of them together that are very similar. Make sure I get to all you guys. And some of you guys, I answered your questions there on the post because I knew that they wouldn't fit into the show. And some of the questions I'm going to be answering in more detail later next week. Again, next week is off-season roadmap week. I'm going to go over in-house free agents the Titans should keep or let go. Guys who the Titans should cut for more cap space. Through that, go over how much cap space the Titans have. Talk about the coaching staff, which should be fully formed by next week. Do a mock run in free agency and a mock run in the draft. Can't wait to dive into all that with you guys. Make sure you tune in every single day next week for our off-season roadmap. But 
with that being said, again, some great questions from you guys about free agency. We're going to start here with questions from Christian Tomas, Memphis Marine, Huddle Pod, and Wexy. The question really is, what are the top positions in free agency that the Titans need to target? And look, I don't think I'm breaking any news here when I tell you the Titans need to look at wide receiver, offensive line, and defensive back. It's really that simple for me. Like, those are where the Titans need the most help. They have good talent on the defensive line with Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry. Maybe you bring back Danico Autry as well. They still have Arden Key in the mix. Rashad Weaver in the mix. So the Titans have talent on the defensive line. At linebacker, you're going to be able to bring back Jack Gibbons. You're going to be able to bring back Aziz Alshire if you want to. You're going to be able to bring back Otis Reese, who really flashed at the end of the season when he got an opportunity. So I'm not as worried about, you know, running back. They have Tajay Spears, tight end, Chickaconquo and Josh Wiley. You look at the guard positions. You got Dylan Radens, Daniel Brunskill, Peter Skaronsky. I'm just not worried about certain positions. Again, offensive tackle, center, wide receiver, and then cornerbacks, a safety spot. That's where the Titans should be focusing on their free agents. Now, who are top targets for the Titans at those positions? At Wide receiver is complicated, man, because you don't know who's going to get re-signed. You don't know who's going to get tagged. And that's why I haven't dove too deeply into free agency yet. We don't have a clear picture of who's even going to be available. So that's why I'm not diving strongly into free agency and doing my position-by-position breakdowns until we get closer to free agency because you need to have a clear picture of who's going to be available. But right now, just based on who is set to be a free agent, T. Higgins at wide receiver, my number one target. If they can't get him, I think somebody like Calvin Ridley would make a ton of sense. If they don't got, if they don't get a chance to get either of those guys, I think a guy like Hollywood Brown maybe would be an option to bring somebody in. You can have Hopkins and Burks on the outside. Let Hollywood Brown play in the slot. I think Hollywood Brown could even be your Z wide receiver and play a little bit outside as well to to threaten the defense down the field. It's just about who's going to be available. At offensive tackle, you look at Michael Nwenyu, you look at Trent Brown, you look at Jonah Williams, those are names. At center, Andre James would make a ton of sense, a former uh, Las Vegas Raider. They're always the Oakland Raiders to me, I guess. Um, A former Las Vegas Raider, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry from the Denver Broncos at center could make a ton of sense. You move over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, At cornerback, obviously, you have Legereus Sneed. You have a guy like Jalen Johnson that could make a ton of sense. I think a more bargain option. Rocky Sin, who spent time with the Baltimore Ravens this year, so the Denard Wilson connection there. We're going to get into more defensive free agents here in just a moment, but there are more perfect signings. For me, again, you get T. Higgins at wide receiver. You bring in... uh, Trenton Brown at right tackle. You bring in Andre James at center. You bring in Legereus Sneed at cornerback. I know I'm asking for a lot there, and the Titans aren't going to get all that, but that would be like a perfect combination there. Um, Those would, I'd say, my perfect signings. Moving forward to some of these questions that are more defensive-oriented. Jordan Clay, oh, it's true. Mr. Someone, Alex Brown. Um, These questions, should the Titans go out and trade for Jack Conklin, since Bill Callahan is now here, bring him back? No, I don't think so. Look, the reality is, is that Jack Conklin has dealt with a ton of injuries, and he cannot stay healthy. The Titans need to go get guys who can be out on the field. All right, and Conklin is expensive. Conklin will cost draft picks to make a trade, which the Titans can't afford, and I, I just don't think that's the right move. Um, Patrick Queen 
Justin Matabike, guys in the front seven from the Baltimore Ravens that couldn't make sense. Look, I know that Patrick Queen is a good player, and I know that Justin Matabike is a good player, and they're going to get their bag in free agency. But the Titans have Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and Arden Key. I just don't think they need to pay the price that Matabike is going to require to bring him here. And same thing with Patrick Queen. I know that a lot of these teams have great linebackers. I get it. But for me, I would rather have Aziz Alshire at $5 million than pay Patrick Queen $12 to $15 million. I just don't think that's where this team needs to put their money. I think you can find cheaper play at linebacker and, and be a good defense still. I would rather put that money in the secondary, in the pass rush, in the offensive line, at wide receiver, than at linebacker. Um, what about Legereus Sneed? I got asked. Legereus Sneed is my number one option at cornerback in free agency, but I think the reality is why would the Chiefs let him go? Why would they do that? You know, you have to think these teams are going to resign some of these players because they're good and they need them. So great players like Legereus Sneed don't typically get to free agency. If he does, then the Titans need to jump all over it. Finally, I got asked about safety. And I think there are two safeties that make a ton of sense for the Titans. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But for me, Geno Stone. Geno Stone comes from the Baltimore Ravens. Had a ton of interceptions last year. Him and Amani Hooker played together at Iowa. They both had four interceptions the year that they played together. Geno Stone is more of a safety that can come up in the box and play physical. I like Amani Hooker back deep a little bit more, reading the quarterback's eyes. So I think Geno Stone, who played with Denard Wilson, of course, in Baltimore, and Amani Hooker as a pairing at safety would be fantastic. So right now, Geno Stone is going to be my answer for a guy I really like at safety. But we got some more questions about the Titans in general. When are the Titans going to be back in the playoffs? When will their Super Bowl window open back up? What's going on with the fan base? I'm going to talk about all of that in just a moment. Before I get into it, though, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Nissan, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Number one, the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. It's got class exclusive. Google, built in, is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of having to connect your phone to your vehicle. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right in to the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Also, you got the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Check it out now and shop at NissanUSA.com. Also want to tell you guys about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made Simple. And with the big game right around the corner, Price Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. Again, you can turn $10 into 1000 This expires after the big game. 
If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you're going to win on prize picks. But it's demon time on prize picks. Like I said, you can win up to 100 times your money with as little as four picks correct to turn $10 into 1000 Here's how it works. All right? You pick a lineup of players, two to six players. You just say whether they're going to do more or less than the prize picks projection. So Travis Kelsey, five catches. Christian McCaffrey, 30 receiving yards. Uh, Brock Purdy, one interception. Again, you just pick four or two to six players and say whether they're going to do more or less. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And don't forget, if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prize picks. That's prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's mailbag edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Again, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, 25 years as a Tennessee Titans fanatic, covered the team for Sports Illustrated, covered the team for uh, USA Today. Uh, I covered the team for free on a couple of blog websites back in the day as well, but I've been locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast uh, for five years now, and it just gets better and better every single day. So make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. So I got some more general questions about the Titans from some of you guys that I'm going to dive into now. Number one, Walker Kinsley, Titans Rundown, Jason Barber, Shenry J, Iceman, Caleb Rice, Sanchez Harley. All you guys ask them some kind of general questions about where the Titans are at right now. Number one, how many wins do I expect from the Titans in 2024? What would you consider failure? For me, failure is losing more games than they lost last year. The Titans have the resources to restock this roster. They should not lose 11 games next year. They got to do better than that. And for me, I think the Titans should win at least eight games next year. Eight and nine, nine and eight. 10 and 7, they should be somewhere in there. That's my expectation, just with the resources they have without knowing how they'll use those resources. Uh, also, when do you think the Titans' next playoff appearance will be? For me, I'm banking on 2025. I think the Titans will be improved next year, but I'm not like guaranteeing that they're going to make the playoffs. But by 2025, they should, abs- after two all seasons under Brian Callahan, they should absolutely be able to make the playoffs in 2025. Someone asked about AFC title game. Again, 2025 for me is a year the Titans can make a real run. Super Bowl window, same answer. 2025, all right? How long will it take the Titans to turn the team around? I think they should be able to turn the team around just this offseason, but Super Bowl window, making a run to the AFC title game, I think that is going to be possible in 2025. And then 2025, 2026, 2027, the Titans should be in contention to be a Super Bowl team. That's where I'm hoping this goes. Uh, Got some questions about the fan base. Can the Titans be a premier franchise with this fan base? Well, I think the answer is yes. And I think one thing that we have to keep in consideration here, and someone pointed this out to me one time in the comment section. I forget whether it was Twitter. I forget whether it was on YouTube. But the Titans are just starting to have second-generation fans. So the Titans moved to Tennessee in the mid-90s. There are some fans who 
were Oilers fans who stayed with the team, but fans in Tennessee and a lot of people like me who found out about the Titans and started liking the Titans in the late 90s, you know, our kids are starting to be born, starting to grow up, starting to like the Titans as well. Look at all these other teams that are biggest teams. San Francisco, Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, even like the Eagles, the Steelers, the Dolphins. All these teams have been franchises for way longer. And yes, the Oilers thing. I'm talking about in Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans. All of these teams have been here way longer and had generations of fans, kids, grandkids, great-grandkids who are all in this pipeline of loving the team. A lot of people who like the Titans right now are first-generation fans. They just started liking the team when they moved to Tennessee. You know, people like me. All right, so once there are more generations of fans that are Titans fans and grew up in a Titans family and grew up in a Titans household, that is going to raise the level of the Titans as a franchise. So I absolutely do think the Tennessee Titans can become a premier franchise in the NFL, but part of that is winning, of course. They need to win more consistently, which I think they're on the way to doing, but the other part of that is this fan base is just not old enough to have that sort of respect and that sort of um, loyalty. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, There's a question about media attention. And look, I think what I just said about the Titans, them being a relatively new franchise, them not having the strongest fan base because it's not built on generations and generations, the Titans not being a very exciting football team and the style of football that they played for 25 years, the Titans not being a very successful football team, the Titans not having elite quarterbacks that make people want to watch them, elite wide receivers that make people want to watch them. The Titans have been a boring team. They're a new team. They're a team that hasn't been a winning team for most of their history in Tennessee. So I think that's why the Titans are treated the way they are in the media. That's why teams don't or people don't pay much attention to the Titans or respect them nationally. And again, the only way to change that is winning. So they need to win consistently. If the Titans had a QB that people respected and played offense, like throwing focused football with a really good quarterback and made the Super Bowl and made the AFC championship game, then I think that this narrative would change for the Titans, but they have to do it consistently. Okay. We're seeing that happen for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. The Bengals are a much talked about team, a very exciting team, a team that the media has completely flipped on how they treat them. And all that it took was Joe Burrow and a Super Bowl run. I'm in Bengals country. I'm smack dab in the jungle. Okay. I know what's happening here. That's what the Titans need. They need Levis to pop off and they need to make a couple of deep runs and have some exciting football. And that'll change for them long term. Okay. Um, some other questions here about specific players, uh, Triforce Adventures, uh, Q Goku, cool name. I watched DBZ growing up. Uh, D Lenzi, Long John Silvers, DC Tone, Toxic Noob, um, rank the AFC South quarterbacks, CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, Will Levis. Anthony Richardson. That's my ranking right now. Um, Some questions about Titans players. Tajay Spears. Yes, I think Tajay Spears is going to have an awesome year in 2024. I think he's going to be a top 10 running back in fantasy football. I think Spears is about to go nuts, which is why you don't pay high-priced running backs. Some of you guys, I'm not paying Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and... Um, But 
Uh, will Will Levis throw for 4,000 yards? Yes. Basically, every quarterback under Brian Callahan has. So that's my expectation. Um, Skaronsky, all pro in 2024. I think 2025 is the year Well, that really pops off. But I think Skaronsky could be a pro bowler next year. But look at the pro bowl, man. It's just completely tanked in value and prestige. Um, who would I rather bring back, Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Uh, I don't really want either of them back. I'll talk about that next week. But we can find different backup quarterbacks that are just as good. So not worried about that. Um, with Denard Harris, maybe Chris uh, Denard Wilson, Chris Harris, maybe staying back. Should the Titans bring back Fulton? I've talked to Christian Fulton's dad. He ain't coming back. All right. They don't want to be in Tennessee. And I don't really blame him for how Mike Vrabel tr treated him. Um, and then what about Malik Willis? Guys, it's time to let Malik Willis go. Could you trade him? I doubt it. Maybe a 2026 conditional seventh rounder. If he makes the roster, the Titans get the pick. If he doesn't, they don't. Uh, maybe you do something like that just to give him a chance to go somewhere else and see if you can get a pick. But Malik Will Willis is not an NFL player. He's not an NFL player. So we just got to move on from that. And with Will Levis being the starting quarterback, what you need at backup is a veteran quarterback who you can count on. So that doesn't include Malik Willis. It's just time to let it go. Um, lastly here, I'm wearing my Kobe Bryant lower Marion jersey, my throwback. Uh, a lot of you guys are going to listen to this on Friday morning, but a lot of you watch on YouTube on Thursday night. Kobe Bryant's statue is getting unveiled before the Lakers game on Thursday night. And I just want to take a moment. Kobe, thank you. Um, I don't want to get too emotional here, but my childhood was hard. I uh, went through a lot of trauma. Didn't have a lot of good role models to look up to around me. And Kobe was my role model. Kobe is who I looked up to. Uh, how driven I am how much of a perfectionist I am, how hard I worked, uh, how independent I was. I didn't have somebody getting me up to go to school. I got myself up. I didn't have somebody telling me I needed to get good grades. I wanted it on my own. Um, got to college on my own. Did a lot of things uh, that I wasn't being told to do like most kids were. I did it because I wanted to be like Kobe Bryant, and I wanted to outwork everybody else, and I wanted to work harder, and I wanted to be in the gym every day, nonstop. And I say gym figuratively. Um, but Kobe Bryant was my inspiration. Kobe Bryant was my muse. And your legacy lives on, my man. Your legacy lives on. Um, and I'm never going to let anybody forget you. My dog's name is Kobe. And I just wanted to take an opportunity here with the statue being unveiled and him being honored on Thursday night. Uh, thank you, Kobe Bryant. You saved my life. You saved my life. So uh, with that being said, that is going to do it for me today. I'm, I'm a puddle now. Um, but he meant so much to me. So thank you, Kobe. Uh, as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. And this, wait for the drop, was Locked on Titans.